TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. This is Red Sox Review on WEEI. All right, welcome into Red Sox Review after the Sox fall to the Tampa Bay Rays. And I'll be honest with you, Joe. How are you? Um, I, I might be more interested in talking about Ben Charleston's Euro trip than the Red Sox offense tonight. The Red Sox in general. I'm going to tell you one thing right now. Okay, this started, this actually started my um, ill will towards this series started last night. Okay? And I'm just going to say this. And I've been supportive of Hyam Bloom and him letting some of the big names go and some of the stars go. But you signed up Rafi Devers, okay? For how long? For 10 years and 30... I mean, what did it say opening day? How long is he going to be here? It was on the Super. 10 years? 10 years, $315 million roughly. You sign that guy up, okay? So when you're in a game early in the season, with I'm not going to say the season on the line. That's overdramatic. But you're in a game, you're 500. Your best hitter to that point in the year gets injured. You're going up against the team in your division that's in first place that is currently 9-0. You got them scoreless in the eighth inning with your pitcher slash pitchers throwing maybe the best game they've, they've thrown all year against a great lineup, a great offense. And the $313.5 million man does what? Strikes out with the bases loaded and strikes out looking. Looking. Strikes out looking on a on a meatball. I mean, you're talking about one right down the you-know-what. And he strikes out looking, but not just once, not just twice, three times. Now, that wasn't it wasn't all with the bases loaded and two outs, but in that spot, that's why you sign that guy. Because in that spot, he has to come through in that situation. And he didn't. Now, I understand that Raphael Devers has had a good start. He's been playing well. He's been hitting. All those things. He got robbed of a hit tonight. Like, listen, I'm not going to crush him. I'm not doing that. It's no I am here. But I'm just saying, this is baseball. And you sign this guy up. That was a key spot. This team is no juggernaut, the Red Sox. And that could have been... We'll see how the rest of the series goes because now you got the pus bus rolling in. You got Chris Sale tomorrow, and then you got Corey Kluber in the fourth game on Thursday in an afternoon start. Great. How many home runs are the Rays going to hit the next two nights? I mean, they had four tonight. They're leading the league. Hard to feel great. But that's why that spot specifically was huge. You're trying to pick the team up. Duvall, everybody's kind of feeling down. Duvall, who is so hot, gets hurt, and he's not out for a couple days. He's out a couple months. I mean, that's a dead. We'll talk about that. But 
you, you know, you're reeling because of his injury. You get this undefeated team on the ropes. Essentially, in that moment, you had him on the ropes. It was a tie game, eighth inning, bases loaded, your best player up, your best hitter. He strikes out looking. And it was a good pitch. It was at the knees. And, you know, we're talking about yesterday's game. But, you know, then they go in tonight against the ace. I mean, beating Shane McClanahan and watching him pitch, by the way, it's amazing. Like, I know athletes evolve and everything. But I'm thinking of a guy like Tom Glavin, who, like, years ago was a stud for the Braves, 25, 30 years ago. You remember Tom Glavin? Of course, Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer, 300 wins. But, I mean, you look at some of the stuff of these guys. Like, Glasnow, I mean, Glasnow, he's not even playing. McClanahan's not 6'5". He's, what, 6'1"? He's throwing 98. He's got a devastating changeup and curveball. Like, Glavin didn't have that stuff, and he's a legend of the game. That's a different conversation. Um, But you know you're seeing him tonight. You had the chance last night. Your best player strikes out looking for the third time in the night. And that's... It set the tone for the series. I thought the the game tonight, you know, you got off on the wrong foot. 617-779-7937. Look, this didn't lose the game, but you're in the first inning, two outs, and Rob Reschneider, it would have been a tough catch, but I'm sorry. That's an error, the ball he dropped. He dove for it, but he was in the – I mean, that wasn't a – pick it off the turf, full extension type of play. He was there. It was in his glove. You've got to make that catch. A major league outfielder or major leaguer, you put your guy in center field, he's got to make that catch. Red Sox got off on the wrong foot tonight. The offense was absolutely, I mean, they looked completely overmatched. The only good thing that happened tonight was they threw out a couple runners. I mean, Connor Wong looked for the most part completely overmatched batting. But at least he threw out some runners. I think it was like the first time they've thrown out stolen base runners. It was like the first all time year. all year. That's right. For crying out loud. I mean, that's take a positive away. Tampa is just on a different level right now, and we'll get into that. Um, and we'll get into why maybe they're able to do things that the Red Sox aren't able to do. But I, I'm going back. I mean, you come, the other thing is you're coming off a sweep. It was a bad sweep that you suffered at the hands of the Pirates. No excuse. But then you go out and you sweep the Tigers, who might suck, but you sweep them on the road. Nice job. You come into Tampa, could give them their first loss after Duvall goes down. That's a huge moment. And your best player with the bases loaded strikes out looking. That, that's $313 million, baby. You cannot do that. You cannot do that. I don't care what kind of start to the season you've had. That put me in a bad mood about this series, and obviously that continued tonight. 617-779-7937. So the Red Sox, they lose tonight. They they fall below 500. And like I said, it's not getting any easier with those guys that are coming onto uh, the field in games three and four of this series, namely Chris Sale and Corey Kluber. Um, We'll take your calls as the night progresses. We're uh, We're also monitoring this Heat and Hawks game. And it actually looks like the Hawks are going to gain control. They had control the whole way. It looked like they were about to blow it. But that's going to determine who the Celtics play in the first round of the NBA playoffs. We'll get to that later. This is Red Sox Review, though. And when we get back, I want to talk about the Tampa Bay Rays and what they're doing that the Red Sox might not be doing. And that could be leading to some of the success that they're having and that the Red Sox aren't having. This is Red Sox Review. I'm Mark Dundere with you on WEI. 
TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Here's the 2-2. Swing and a foul. And Kike, did he not foul it? It's to the backstop. The catcher, Mejia, picks it up, throws to first in time, and the ball game is over. Kike sat there in the box for a minute thinking he'd gotten a piece of that. It goes to the backstop, and that is how the Rays complete their 11th consecutive win to start this season. Well, I thought he got a piece of that one as well. I guess that noise that we heard was just off the catcher's glove. Just would have thought if he realized that he didn't touch it, that he would have got going a little sooner. And just by the reaction of the hitter, you thought it was a foul ball. The yeah. Red Sox are still in their dugout. I, I don't think they've made any indication they want to look at this thing. And because of that, the Tampa Bay Rays are 11-0 and to start this season. Amazing, hot, magical start for this Tampa Bay Rays team. Tonight, the final 7-2. to All right, back here on Red Sox Review. I'm Mark Dondero. Um, Red Sox, as Will just said, lost tonight 7-2 to to Tampa. It wasn't even that close. Um, The manager, Alex Cora, spoke with the media moments ago, and we will listen to him now. I mean, uh, the quality of bats, we we have to maintain that throughout. You know, I, I believe that... We did a good job early on, but then we start expanding. Uh, his stuff was good, you know. Uh, the changeup start playing after the second inning. He made some adjustments, but you know we we gotta, you know, swing strikes. That's the most important thing. And uh, we did for a little bit there. We 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 took our walks, and then we didn't. And you know we let him cruise for for three more innings. I thought it was okay. Um, obviously the homers, you know. Um, but I think stuff wise was good. Um, you know, that fifth inning, uh, you know, after the fourth, I was like, eh, you know, but we, we have to push him, right, where he's at right now. Five innings is what we needed. You know, it didn't look great because of the homers, but I think stuff-wise was, was, was really good. Alex, is there any thought, you know, Kike's been struggling. Is there any thought to, you know, sort of give him a day off his feet or anything like that? In terms of just one of them, two is going to get an off day tomorrow. So uh, Arroyo and Kike, one of the two. So, uh you know, we're going to have a bunch of lefties playing tomorrow, and then, you know, Chang is going to play either second or short. Does it feel like, you know, when offense is struggling with the pitch clock, it, like, speeds up? I think you said that, something about that the other day where it feels like you know, the, you know, innings go pretty quick. Um, I mean, when, when you got good pitching and stuff like that, yeah. I mean, it, it seems like here is always quick, so. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, I mean, uh that first out is important, right? Like, if it's a quick, a bad, you know, it feels like it rushes in, in you, you know. And uh, it's not you have to be patient or take pitches just to take pitches, you know. It's just the quality of that bat. You can go for the first pitch and hit a homer, right? So, it, uh, yeah, I mean, um, when I, I do believe with the pitch clock, you know, and I think talking about it right now, it really doesn't matter, you know. Like, we're used to it, and, and we, we're making adjustments, and everybody is. You know, it's kind of like... <clears throat> Use it to your advantage, you know. You can slow it down anyways, you know. You can call time and, and, and slow it down, you know. So, uh, you know, but, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, 
Um, they they're playing great baseball right now. You know, it's, it's 11 in a row playing good baseball. They they did a few things offensively <clears throat> that they have cleaned up compared to last year. Uh, their approach is a lot different. Um, they're putting good swings on good pitches, you know, and uh, hitting the ball out of the ballpark. You know, so um, very similar to what they did two years ago. Last year they didn't hit homers. I don't believe, right? It was a different kind of offense, but you know, you got to tip your hat to them. You know, they're playing good baseball. When you see their approaches different, meaning um, that's when oh. homework for you. <laughs> a lot of your guys had good hard contact today, even towards the end. Towards the end, um, and love the hustle play by Tapia. Right, we didn't stop playing. Doogie scoring from second, we didn't stop playing. But like I said, we got to be better. We're good. Yeah, you should struggle when the runner is in the scoring position. You should. You want to struggle when. Um, you know, he, he chased a pitch up in the zone. Uh, I think it was his third at bat, if I'm not mistaken. And then the last pitch, he missed, you know, the breaking ball in the zone. So uh, just keep working. Uh, he, he's going to be fine, you know. Um, just a matter of, you know, get back to that left left center gap is important. That's what he does, you know, stay on pitches and driving them to left. So just getting back to that. All right, that was Red Sox manager Alex Cora after the Sox 7-2 loss in Tampa to the Rays. Um... Not much to react to there. You know, wasn't good. Offense had no chance. I didn't think the offense had a chance tonight. You know, you could play it off like, oh, we weren't swinging at strikes and, you know, had some. They didn't have a chance. They didn't come close. Because if somebody did get on, the rare occasion somebody did get on, the next guy had absolutely no chance. They were totally overmatched. Didn't even look like they belonged in the major leagues. It was. Tonight was an example of the worst the Red Sox can be and what all the fears that have circulated around this city and this region about this team were all about. What we saw tonight. You know, the the starting pitcher <laughs> going out there, we're talking about, oh, stuff looked good. No, he, his stuff didn't look good. I don't know what we're talking about with his stuff. I thought he sucked. Okay, yeah, he, okay. He had a couple pitch. He got put innings where they were productive. He gave up a few home runs. He gave up a few two-out hits. Not everything was his fault, but Garrett Whitlock didn't look good tonight, in my opinion. He needs to be way better than that if they're going to... Now, he just got back out there. I get it. It's going to take him a second. But I'm not going to manifest or manufacture, manufacture some narrative that he looked good tonight. He didn't. They didn't look good tonight. They were completely overmatched by Tampa tonight in basically every way, shape, or form. I mean, then they have the guy come in out of the bullpen, Caleb Bort, and he looks ridiculous. Let's talk to uh, Ken in California. What's up, Ken? Hi, how you doing? How you doing? Good. Uh, a couple of things. One, uh, Merloni said after the game that uh, they, you know, they got to see what Whitlock is. You know, the whole year. This you saw it last year. He's a reliever. Period. And Caleb Bort stinks. He doesn't belong on the major league club. He just doesn't. Every time he's in, he gives up runs. It's not good. You know, it's not what the goal no. is there. No, and and then the other thing is, thank you, Hindbloom. We got Mookie Verdugo in left field. We've got Jeter down in the minors, and mm-hmm. the Dodgers have Mookie Betts, an all star. Yeah. Well, thanks and for the worried about who and you worried about who the pitchers are. Hey, Hein Bloom, who's your pitchers? 
Well, listen, Sorry. thanks for the call, oh. Kay. Oh, one of the biggest things that I had a problem with in that, and I was for the Mookie Betts trade. I was okay with it. But what I was not okay with was the fact that in that deal, they got no pitching. No pitching. And I'm going to touch on that when we get back because I think that deal is an example of where this organization and High and Bloom really made some serious errors in terms of building the baseball team and the team that we saw right now because it's what the Rays are doing and what the Rays have done and what the Red Sox haven't done. I'm going to explain that when we get back. This is Red Sox Review. I'm Mark Dundero on WEI. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. All right, back here on Red Sox Review. I'm Mark Dondero with you on WEI 617-779-7937. Sox get their ass kicked by the Rays 7-2 down at St. Pete. Um, yeah, not much to not much to celebrate in that one for the Red Sox. Um, you know, I was pretty unimpressed with everything. They threw out a couple runners. Yippee. But you know what? Let's talk about the Rays for a second because they're damn impressive. And I'm trying to figure out what the Rays do that the Red Sox don't do, and I can't really figure it out. You know what shocks me about the Tampa Bay Rays? I'm going to tell you this. They have seven homegrown players on that team. That shocks me. I figure that their guys just come up from the minors and money ball and they contribute and they just find a way to grow these guys that develop. But they don't. Seven guys are homegrown. So that must be what they're doing. But what they're also doing, some of their key guys, they are acquiring, not all of them, but some of them before they really pop in Major League Baseball. And maybe that's the key. Not just for the Rays, but these winning type of teams. You know, you look at guys like Randy or Rosarena. He wasn't, he didn't get drafted by the by the Rays. He got drafted by the Cardinals. He was in the Cardinals organization. They traded for him before he really busted onto the scene. Tyler Glasnow, same thing. He was on the Pirates. Now, he did, he did pitch in the majors, but he didn't pop really until he got to Tampa. You know, their ability to identify these types of players has to be part of what's going on here, in addition to the development. So I don't know if they have coaches within the organization that are just getting it done and putting these guys in a position to succeed fast, real fast. Yeah, I don't know who it is, but they probably have the best developmental team, coaching staff, whatever, like in I mean, all it, of the MLB. It can't all be, it's not all Kevin Cash. I mean, the Red Sox had Jeffrey Springs in 2020. He was awful. They designated him for assignment. He was a relief pitcher. Now he's on the back end of the best rotation in the game, and he's dominating. You know, it's not like he's this stud up-and-coming prospect. He's 30. And, you know, I don't get, and you look at other teams, too. Like, I'll give you another example. Um, the Houston Astros did this. Because the Houston Astros, they've lost guys. You know, they've won the World Series, but they've lo- they lost George Springer. Not they just lost- high-quality guys, too. You Big just- guys. Shit. Springer was awesome for them. In the playoffs, he was a dude. You know, they lose Carlos Correa. But what do they do? They go out and they get Jordan Alvarez from the Dodgers when he was in the minors. 
They didn't draft that guy. They didn't develop him, or they may have developed him, but they they traded for him when he was in the Dodgers minor league system, and he popped with the Astros, and then now what? He's, what, David Ortiz 2.0, poor man's Ortiz, whatever you want to call him. He's good. What do the Red Sox do? Corey Kluber. Jackie Bradley Jr. You know, guys like that. Recycled guys. Old veteran guys. And for whatever reason, I mean, Kluber is old, old. You know, Springs is a veteran. Kluber's just old. What the Red Sox should have done was got, they, they needed more guys like Alex Verdugo. Now, is he a superstar going to take you to the promised land? No. But that was a guy that sort of fits this mold a little bit, and he's lived up to it. He's been good for the Red Sox. He's not Mookie Betts, but he hasn't been a bust. And that's a guy that sort of popped when he arrived in Boston. Those are the types of guys you need. They need more guys like that, pitchers and position players. Verdugo, good example. He was in the system with the Dodgers, had a cup of coffee up there in the major leagues, did some things with them at the major league level, but really got a chance and popped with the Red Sox. You need more guys like that. You know, sign the stars if you can. Everybody's getting bent out of shape over Xander Bogarts. I'm not. You know, he's doing what he's doing. That's fine. And you have your own star who tonight, you know, hit a, whatever. What was Devers' line tonight? I'm going to look that up right now. You know, I, I will say, like, while you're looking it up, it's hard to overreact because, like, the Rays are such a buzzsaw right now. So it's hard to, like, get all up in arms about this kind of stuff, but forgetting that, like, this is a historically hot Rays team. You know what, Joe, it is. Okay, and I understand that, but the Red Sox don't have time for that. Like, they need to win. If they fall too far behind here, they're not going to have the horses to bring them back. And honestly, in this series, these were the games you had to win. Now, I know Whitlock's probably more suited for the bullpen, but I I still have more faith in him than at this point I do in Chris Sale or Corey Kluber. So you have a great outing from Pavetta, you wasted I mean, you wasted if you even if you could. I know this is going to sound pathetic, but even if you could have won one of the four games, and you handed them their first loss, that would have been not a disaster. But you're looking at getting swept in a four game series, okay? And tonight, everybody else in the uh, in the American League East won. Not ideal. It's not good enough. By the way, Devers 0 for 3, a walk, a strikeout, and a yeah, run so score. Not good enough. This is your $313 million guy. And in the best, against the best team in the division in the league, he's putting up goose eggs. And then you got Kike Hernandez. Now, nobody expected Kike Hernandez to go 0 for 26. But that's not helping. You know, that's not helping us here. This is a guy, one of the rare right handed bats. You know, you're looking for a guy to step up. Add some leadership, which he looked poised to do, and he goes out and he's 0 for 26. Like, this is not going to help with this lineup the way it is. And now Duvall's out. 
Yeah, it's terrible it's timing when Duval. It's terrible timing when Duval goes out the time he does, and then you have the offense putting up a dud against the best team in the league right now. And now it does look like that the offense and some of that production was a result of some of the teams that they were playing and some of the lousy pitching. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. I mean, it feels like we're getting kind of close. You know, you bring up Bobby Dahl back. You bring you got Kike Hernandez playing shortstop. Like we're not there yet, but it does feel like it's getting kind of close to last year, where you had these guys in these positions that weren't professionals in that spot. You know, like you had last year, you had essentially non-professionals playing first base for the Red Sox. Like, that's not what you need coming off of last year. And they're getting, I feel like they're getting close to that this year. Yeah, I think there's still there's still some positives compared to last year's team that you can still take away. I mean, you take Caleb Ort out of things, and that bullpen pitched two shutout innings, Blyer and Brazier, only gave up one hit and struck out two. So the bullpen is better. Uh, I totally disagree with what Will said after the game, that it's the 11th game, it's not worth panicking. I think it absolutely can be worth panicking in the 11th game. I remember a couple years ago, the Red Sox season was actually over before they got back to Fenway Park. It was over. Now, we didn't know it at the time, but they got off to a bad start. They started on the West Coast, and I think it was like April 8th or 10th, they got back to Fenway. They had lost a few series out on the West Coast. They got into a hole. And they never could come out of it. They never could climb out of it. And that was it. Okay? Now you got Adam Duvall out. He was your best player. And don't tell me that these things don't matter. Not only do you lose the production. Okay? And this relates a little bit to the Celtics. And we're going to get to that um, in a little. But not only do you lose the production of Adam Duvall. We all know that you lose that. Okay? But you also lose... The swagger that he brought to the lineup. In other words, the culture that was the Red Sox lineup has completely changed. Okay, and now some of the confidence that some of those other guys were playing with, they're not playing with that anymore. I.e., you know, Rafi Devers starts pressing. Or these other guys are trying to do more than they can because they think they have to make up for the loss of Duvall. Or whatever it is. You lose a guy like that, it's not just the lineup, and his production you miss. It's what he does for the mentality of the guys around him when he's the best player playing at the highest level in that moment. That's a big deal. Now, you're not going to see that really in the stats, but that is a big deal, and those guys, that means something, especially when you don't have a juggernaut roster like the Red Sox. I mean, that's, that's a devastating blow. Um, it's it's just, and it doesn't look good because when the, he by the time he comes back, you know the wrist might be healed, but he's out of his rhythm. You know who knows how he's going to do with the injury coming off the injury, having having not played for two months, less than ideal. Okay, and the team, yes, you can panic in game eleven, in game fifteen, early in the season. I'm not saying I am. I'm I'm cons- I'm getting more concerned because it looks like they're going to get swept in Tampa unless Chris Sale pulls a gem out of his backside. I will say tomorrow is a winnable game because yes, you had Chris- you do have Chris Sale who's been spotty, but he looked much better in the start against Detroit. 
against you have a guy making his major league debut. Major league debut, that's fine. So it's win- it's a winnable game. It's winnable. And, and this this thing can turn once again. Sure. It's winnable. But how do, like where am I going to get the confidence that the offense is going to be able to turn it around? Like they're in a rut right now. The last two games, they're in a rut. They lose the ball, they get their, you know, they get it shoved up in their face and now it's I don't know where they, they're sputtering, and I don't know if they're going to be able to write themselves down in Tampa. And, oh, by the way, the Rays still have a really good offense, and they can't stop hitting home runs. So I'm pessimistic right now, all right? Thankfully, we have the Bruins to distract us. They're setting records. They're winning games. They're poised for greatness, and they won again tonight. And I love it, okay? Now we're going to see where this goes because there's a whole lot at stake come playoff time. Good things. Good things at stake. Um, and I believe, if I saw right, did did Linus Allmark leave the game here with an injury? I don't think it was an injury. It was just for uh, rest. Okay. You know, get it. They wanted to get both him and Swayman some some ice time out there. Because obviously you're not going to, you know, this, this has been a conversation for a while, but you're not going to stick with the same goalie rotation for the playoffs. Bruins beat the Capitals 5-2. to two. We can get into that. We can get into the Celtics matchup. They will face the Atlanta Hawks. This is Red Sox Review. I'm Mark Dundare on WEEI. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 